welcome to Identity Talk. I'm your host, Jana Lopez. Thank you for sharing your time with me. My mission is to create deeper conversations with dynamic people from all walks of life about uncovering meaning about who we are and how we come to see ourselves. Words and identity are my life. I'm the author of the acclaimed book, Me, My Selfie, and I. I teach free online writing workshops called Write About Now and offer one-on-one transformative coaching sessions that break you through to deeper clarity and connection with yourself through a guided process I call See Through Words. When it comes to navigating identity funky junk, it's time for straight talk. Get ready for real stories, real connection, and real hope mixed with humor and a whole lot of love. You're now part of Identity Talk with Jana Lopez. My guest with me today is somebody that I asked to be with me because, number one, she's super cool. Number two, she's been a huge support the whole way through for any creative expression I've put out there. She's been so kind and so supportive and have given me feedback. And importantly, I just have always respected her. Her name is Sandy Serling. She has a beautiful, vibrant life force and energy that I think you're all going to be super happy to learn more about. So I will let Sandy tell you a little bit about her background and then we're going to begin. Thanks, Jana. That's so sweet. So honored to be here. You know how I feel about this podcast. I I think you're doing great things in tumultuous times. I'm so honored. Um, A little bit about my background. I've been a publicist for eons for probably 35 years at least. I worked with, I was Will Vinton's publicist for 20 years at the animation company and launched the California Raisins. So that certainly dates me. Launched that campaign and brought them to the Museum of Natural History. We had a big event there. <laughs> worked with the likes of Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson wanted to be a raisin, so we worked with him. And I, I was so lucky to have such great clients. I love Will Vinton. He has passed since, you know, passed now. Um, I was with Moonstruck Chocolate. I, I've just been all over the map. And then with uh, various individuals. Worked in corporate PR for a long, long time. And entertainment. I was the publicist for Babylon 5 with another publicist, which was super fun. Going on that set was like being in Ikea. Everything painted gold and silver. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun on the spaceship. Loved everything about it. I was the publicist for 11 years for the Portland Creative Conference, which I'm not sure if you ever went to that, but just it was really before its time. And the, the whole premise behind it was to bring creatives from the entertainment industry from Hollywood to really talk intimately about the creative process. And that was thrilling for me because I met some of the greatest um, minds through that. Oh, I mean, there's been so much that I've done. I uh, That the latest, which has been a few years now, but how yeah. we really came into contact yeah. was what you brought to Portland, a conference called Activating Happy. And I want to talk more about that because it is not yeah. a simple, frou-frou, feel-good does make you feel good, but it's really involved the science of happiness and the neurology of happiness, the psychology of happiness, Mm -hmm. the, and there was so much to it, which 
I always really appreciated, admired that you brought something different to the conversation. I think I told you how that came to be because it was magic for me, the way that happened. I had about seven years ago, eight years ago, I had lost both my mom and my dad who were elderly, but they died um, four months apart. And I was really sad and I have a really good life, but I was really sad. And I, you could say I was the happiest depressed person you'd ever meet. I, I just didn't know what to quite do about that. So I wanted to learn about the brain. I wanted to learn about, can we shift the brain? Can we change the brain? And I learned about neuroplasticity, which means you can change your brain. I mean, this is the greatest gift all of us have. You do not have to stay in any state of any emotion. You can change it. So I met a, a teacher of neuroscience and he taught me a lot about it. And it changed me so dramatically, Jana, that I thought I really need to bring this to people because I knew a lot of people going through divorces, very depressed people who had looked from the outside had a lot, but internally they were not happy with themselves and their life. Just, you know, their bodies, their, their jobs, their relationships. It's the, you know, that the, the list is endless. So I thought I need to bring this to the forefront. And so I brought a group a board member to a board members together that I'd worked with through the creative conference. And I couldn't explain what it was I was doing because I wasn't even sure what I was doing. I really didn't know, but I knew I needed to provide this information to the public. They all came on board just like a deer's deer in headlights because they had no idea what I was talking about. So as it progressed, it all came together. It came together like magic. And I think of Elizabeth Gilbert's book, The um, Big Magic. Mm -hmm. I experienced that. And I think as a writer, you've experienced that when you're in that flow. And she says, it's like you're at the airport on one of those moving elevators and you've got really, really, really heavy luggage, but you're being guided and pushed along. And that's what happened. I'm not an event planner. In fact, the thought of it kind of freaks me out. I know how to do PR and marketing, but event planning is way too specific and detailed. And I was guided that whole time. And I, from some source, I, it all came together. It was magic. You were there and there were 250 people in the audience. I didn't know if one person was going to come to the party. Well, I knew my husband would come and my friends would come. But anyway, I, I remember getting on stage and, and it is a moment that will be in my brain forever. And I looked at this audience and I said, you are what a thought looks like, just like your book. You had a thought. We went, we went out for drinks and we're talking about your book that was not even materialized. That is a thought. Yeah. And that was wild because I've been telling you that I had been thinking about writing the book and had been working on it for a while. I mean, years. And it meant so much to me when it was done. So excited about it because when you told me you were going to do it, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen before you knew it was going to happen. Beautiful to see a thought come to life, but you know, you have to infuse it with the most positive emotion, what you want to come forward. You need to infuse that with emotion, but it has to be, it has to be positive because it's easy to go down a very negative, negative um, rabbit hole. So I'm going to not play devil's advocate because I hear yeah. what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. I sometimes can be what I call a cynical optimist. 
I'm, I believe in the unseen. I, I believe things happen that we can't explain, but I feel a little uh, cynical against the whole idea of the laws of attraction and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and cause I know plenty of people that have had really crappy things happen to them. And then they're like, well, I really tried to manifest and it didn't happen. And, you know, I think it's sometimes the expectations that we're supposed to feel a certain thing and believe a certain thing. And when those things don't happen, then we're left to feel worse. So I hear what you're saying and I believe it. And I've seen it with you because there's a video of Sandy. She's standing at a half court of a basketball court with facing the opposite side of a hoop and over her head with her eyes closed through the ball all the way and made a basket on the other side of the court. So I've seen it and I know that you believe it. And it's not that I don't believe it, but what I want is for people to understand maybe a little bit more deeper about how your understanding of how science and thoughts and the formulation of new neurons and pathways, because you did have some really interesting neuro brain surgeons and scientists at this Activating Happy Conference talking about how that happens. So maybe explain a little more deeper. Sure. I, I mean, I think it's good to be a skeptic. I'm all about it. I'm, I really am a skeptic and I, there's so many intuitives out there and so many people that say spiritual people that say they can do these things. And I, I really am a cynic, but it is all about, and this is where we come into science. Um, maybe you can call it spiritual science, but it is science because it's based on quantum physics we all vibrate at a frequency. We, we vibrate not, you know, we're not solid. The desk I'm at right now is not solid. There's nothing solid. And if you go into the string theory, everything is vibrating. So we're all connected. Right. So I I should give you a little background in that. I was, I had severe anxiety all my life until probably until activating happy, because when I did all the neuroscience, so I was the kind of anxious person that you would meet and go, oh, isn't she happy and life is so good. But inside, I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop or I would have stories going on in my head, the mind chatter. Oh my God, oh my God, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. What are they thinking of me? What do I, you know, it was a constant. I was very successful professionally, but I was always struggling with that. And what I found which was like the key to life. I feel like I've found the answer to life is that it's really all in, and this is going to sound woo-woo, but it is not woo-woo because I, I don't gravitate towards that. It is in the frequency that you are emitting. So you want to write a book. Let's say you want to write a book and you're so passionate about it, but you say, oh God, you know, I'm not that, and I'm not talking about you specifically, but I'm not that great of a writer. Oh my God. You know, I'm not that great of a writer. You are tripping yourself. We are our worst enemy, aren't we? So if somebody says to you a thousand times, Jana, you're brilliant. And I've said it. I think you're brilliant. I think you're amazing. Um, You're brilliant. You're beautiful. You're all these things. And then somebody comes up to you and says, you know what? That last thing you wrote, mm, not very good. I, I wasn't a fan. What are you going to remember? You're going to remember that negative thought because it takes so much real estate, so much capital in the bank to switch a negative 
emote and something negative that happens to you. So the key is try to stay, and it sounds so hokey, but try to keep your frequencies up. So it's very interesting because I, I do meditate a lot. And it's not the kind, you know, I don't sit and go um or whatever. I But it's it could be holding a hummingbird in my hand. Like you've seen that the hummingbirds are not eating out of my hand. It could be literally hugging a tree because I'm, I'm a big nature nut um, in a very positive way. Um, <laughs> or, or I sit and I'll just sit for like 15 minutes and just kind of listen to my breathing. Yesterday when I did it, and you know, there's so much turmoil right now. Yesterday when I did it, I heard come into my mind, be the love, be the answer. And I'm thinking, okay, these are words I wouldn't say because, you know, I just, I don't talk like that, but it kept coming in, be the love, be the answer. Be, and that's how activating happy. It also came through um, the meditation. And I just thought, yeah, be the love, be the answer. I, I, the cause, you know, I'm so, such a believer in equality. I, it is my heart. It is what my heart, what my heart vibrates at. I don't want to go down to a frequency of anger. All it does is I'm in a centrifuge then. Well, I think with Activating Happy, what you did was you brought together people from all walks of mm -hmm. science and spirituality. Um, I think you see it as an intersection, mm -hmm. whereas most people see it as black and white. I think you see that as completely gray, that they're intertwined mm -hmm. and intermingled. And I think that is... Uh, an interesting place to be because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And we're all trying to figure out our own beliefs. You're going to find, I think more and more people are seeing that inter intersection, including scientists and doctors. And, and the, I wanted to base activating happy on science because I know that that is a way that people can, can latch onto something. It makes sense to them, but I also want to introduce them to ideas of intuitive thinking. We are all intuitives. Um, energy work. You know, I've seen it. I know it works. I know that works, but it has to come from a very, very clean space. So, you know, in your book, I, I was laughing. I, I just, I cried and I laughed, but when you talked about your spiritual experience and it was wonderful for you, right? And, and really incredible things happen. But then you got into that group and it was so loving and wonderful. <laughs> and, then, and then they kicked you out. And I thought, this is a perfect example of, and spiritual is a word that I have a little difficulty with, but let's, I just, for, you know, it's, it's the best word I can come up with right now, but spirituality that has a box around it that you have to fit into. Right. That's not the way, it, that's just not the way it works. We, we each are our own creators. We each have incredible abilities and we are all intuitive. We don't listen. You know, when the phone rings and you go, oh, God, I was just thinking about you. I was just going to call you. That's not a coincidence. And what do you think that is? I mean, I talk about that. Uh, I have this writing group that I teach every week. It's a free online class. And I talk to people about, I call it the parade shitting. So <laughs> if you have an idea or there's something you want to explore, the mind starts with, no, you can't do that. And that's yeah, not going to okay. be good. And what do you have to say? And we go on and on. And it's just a whole parade shitting on our own ideas. And, yeah. you know, you had said earlier that we're our own creators. I think we're also our own destroyers. Mm -hmm. So what is it about human nature that you've come to learn 
that is what we either gravitate towards. Uh, how did you find resilience? I mean, forget about everything else. How did you find yours? That's a really good question because I was the person who would always look at the, you know, the other shoe dropping, right? But but I was very positive. So if you mm-hmm. met me, you would think, oh, she's a very she's a nice person. But I was so anxious. I decided after my parents passed. I was, a, I just didn't, I guess it was the catalyst. It was the light switch that went off. Right. But I said, you know what? I don't want to live like that. I want to live in anxiety. I just, and I'm not a person that takes medications. I have no problem that people want to, but I just don't. And I just thought I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And worst thing that happens is I die. And I didn't really care because, and I mean that in a very, very, um, positive way, because I just wanted to find happiness and joy without feeling being anxious. That doesn't mean about being happy all the time because it's not a natural state for humans. You have to feel sadness. You have to feel anger. You have to feel um, you know, depression at times, but you don't have to wallow in it. Life can be just joyful the majority of the time. I think that word happy even has a connotation and an expectation. So I didn't know back then, right? When I was doing that was in uh, 2016, 2015, 2016. I would choose a different word, but I like the acronym AH, which was AH. (laughs) So you're right. Happy has, just like God has something attached to it. Just like spirituality has something attached to it, right? You're going to bring in your emotions around that. And so you're absolutely right. So this is the other thing I play with our words. So I don't say gratitude. I don't say gratitude because gratitude makes me, it, it, to me, it, it, there's a connotation of, you know, something was not good in the past, but now I have gratitude that it's fine. So I say, I have appreciation. It's, if you listen to it, you can hear the difference in the frequency of it. Another one is I don't say I'm sorry. You know, it'll slip out sometimes, but I'm sorry is, is to me very victim. It sounds like a victim. I say, I apologize. I apologize. It's on a higher level. Do you, do you, do you feel that? I have the same thing with words, especially when it comes to a spiritual quote unquote path. I, I do not like the word acceptance. That word bothers me because it means you have to do something that you may not be ready to do. I use the word allowance instead. Okay. Allowance is a beautiful word. It's beautiful. So, you know, I'm getting chills and I get, and this is part of me that I've I've had all my life. Whenever I get chills, it means that there's a truth coming out. I know that sounds hokey and, (laughs) but but it, but it is, but it is true. And so I go by that. I, I go by my own internal radar, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Um, but you're absolutely right. So people be very careful with the words they choose, the words they tell their children, the words they tell themselves. We are so mean to ourselves. If we just taught, if we treat ourselves like we treat our best friend, we love our best friend. This is funny. This is interesting. So I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Would you fall in love with yourself? I think I'm open to the idea more. And I think I'm trying to figure out what that means. I've gotten to the point where I mostly like myself. So maybe we've been dating. 
<laughs> so I might actually make yeah. the commitment here pretty soon. But I feel like since you did me read my book, mm-hmm. you understand that it's a struggle when you have so mm-hmm. many expectations and judgments. Those are the two co-conspirators that keep us from ourselves mm-hmm. with a capital S because you have so many expectations. And if you don't live up to them, what does that mean? And then if whatever that means be- imposes some form of a judgment, I think to really love one's self, this is something I talk about because I've heard it over and mm-hmm. over and over and over my, my whole life. Self-love, mm-hmm. self-love. I've heard those two words. But what's interesting is depending on where you are in your own life, that those two words will mean something different and they shift and they change. So I'm realizing at 53 now, it's not going to get a spa treatment and get my nails done. Self-love, you know, that's what you think. Go to get a massage or something. But truly discovering what does that mean? I, I still don't have the answers. So falling in love with myself, searching to discover what those words mean and how to recognize myself, because I think that's part of the first step is number one, recognizing there is something in you that is not what you appear to be and not to get too matrix on everybody, <laughs> right now. but there's that self that you want to connect with that's deeper and truer. And this is the time in midlife, I think, when we start to see that all of the stuff and the pretense and the decisions and circumstances that we surround ourselves are only parts of the whole picture but that we're still there. So that's very interesting because I've asked a lot of people that and some people to say, oh no, no. And I'll tell you, I was told many, many, many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I was talking to somebody, I was dealing with my anxiety and he said, Sandy, you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, I love you, you know, look in the mirror. I said, well, I can't say that. I can't do that. And now, Jana, I laugh because if somebody were to ask me that question, I go, hell yeah. Hell yeah, totally. And it's not that you're selfish and it's not that it's not your ego because I'm trying to get away from ego as much as possible because I think ego trips you up. It's just who I am and what I've learned about myself and what I've learned about my abilities and what is possible. I'm so excited and I love, I do, I have to say, I really truly love myself. I could not have said that before. It's just a 180 degree turn, right? But we should all be saying it because we're all spectacular. We are. And we need to move more in that direction. We just really do. And the other thing I was going to say about ego, I even asked myself when you asked me to do this, this podcast, and I was, I was just super, super honored. I stopped and I said, Sandy, why are you doing it? Like, why am I doing this? For my ego and my massaging my ego. And I won't do anything that is massages my ego. I have learned because I worked in Hollywood and I know what ego, (laughs) I worked with celebrities. I know what ego is about. And I just, but I wanted to do it because I think what you're doing is changing lives. And I think you're telling, people are telling stories that are really, people are, other people are connecting with them. So I think it's important. I think what you're doing is really important. So Thanks. I appreciate it. And I love, I have loved the stories Me too. Uh, and I'm just starting and it's just feels like I'm just getting started. And this was what I was doing when I was doing the publication, the magazine, I was connecting with people. And I realized uh, I had a walk with my friend yesterday, Elle. And I said, you know, I'm starting to feel alive mm-hmm. coming this whole podcast. This whole, the conversations are generating some life. And I realized like I'm good at helping people see themselves, 
and through stories. Like that's where, that's where I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm more set, fulfilled. Maybe, you know, let's, we'll pick a, a different word for the sake of the conversation, but I do feel like it's important. People do need to hear and understand that they're on a journey or a path or whatever word you choose. It's messy. It's not neat and tidy. Have some forgiveness for yourself. Have some grace. Make some room. Have some allowance. Let, let's let see what's there. And, you know, the world is going to be hard on you. Do you really need to be hard on you too? Exactly. And that is like, I don't know, that would be like my small wish, which is a big wish. Well, but it's a wish that can absolutely come true. And, and what I've decided is I'm taking the path of least resistance because when we resist what we really want, it, it, we just put a force. It's like a wall comes down and it stops it. So I just take a path of least resistance. And when I'm feeling like things are getting a bit much, I go out into nature. I mean, it's the old cliche and people say it, but people need to believe this. And this is why your Facebook page, I'm not a social media person, but I'm on that, that my mundane every day. And I'm on the <laughs> hummingbird whisper every day. Yeah. And the reason for it is that it is, it's moments of pure joy looking at a flower, looking at a cat being goofy, looking at somebody was petting a bumblebee. You know, it, it seems simple, but these are actually the things that are the most enriching. And so it, I, I'm not sure if you know this, but the earth, you know, there's an electron, elect, electromagnetic field in the earth. It is exactly the same scientists has found as your brain in the alpha state. Your brain in the alpha state is your calm, you're productive, you're focused on what you need to do, you're creative. And if you're feeling a little, ah, you know, I don't know what to do, go out and seriously hug a tree and don't care what the neighbors think. It is so grounding. And that's what I have found. Uh, it, it is my it is my grounding space. There, there's no question about it. I always have that to go to. Uh, you're proving it to be true in your your Facebook page. People are loving my mundane. It's pure. What you are doing, and I'm going back to frequency, you are elevating frequency. You want to be, I call myself um, a frequency snob that I want to be around people that have elevated vibrations or frequencies. And again, this is science. This is not, you know, something I'm making up. This is your, the quantum field. And we all resonate at a certain frequency. Do you want to resonate at a low frequency that's fear and anger and hatred? Or do you want to rise above it? If you're at a higher frequency, you actually shift people around you. You know that, right? So you're, they say when you're on stage and you're performing, look out at somebody in the audience because that's going to trickle. That person's going to be happy. It's going to trickle through uh, all the people all around them. And soon you're going to have a group that is in that same congruent space that, you know, that, that joyful space. I love what you're saying and it's beautiful. And I also feel that some people and many people, most people are really suffering Mm -hmm. right now with so many of the 
ills of what is going on in this time and in this place. And the thing I wrestle with is I've actually been productive or fulfilled. I don't know what the right word is, but I've tried to find a way to turn my own ship around because it was getting so overwhelming. And I could go down that hole and I've been down that hole and I was years in that hole and I don't want to go back in that hole. So I know things are uncertain. I get it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's all we can do is take care of our own little spaces. I can't, I I mean, I want it. I, I, I offer what I can offer to people to help. I do have the Facebook group called my mundane because I do focus on the small uh, substantial things of our lives that keep us connected and grounded. And um, I would just say that we, in trying to figure it out, if we could just have kindness for people that are in process of trying to figure it out and make room for the spectrum of emotions and possibilities. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have any answers. And I feel like it's an honoring of yourself and I wouldn't, I don't want to feel bad that I feel good now either, because I think that's also kind of a dangerous slippery slope, right? Because other people are feeling bad. I shouldn't feel good. So I just want something I'd like to say about that is if you stand in your space and you are happy and grounded, you're helping other people. You are, look what you're doing. I mean, you're already doing it through the podcast and through my mundane, but it doesn't help for you to get angry and depressed and, and all you're doing is joining them that low, low place. You want to stay above it because that's where you, that's where you are going to be of significance to other people. And I, I know that to be true and I've experienced it and I have people calling me a lot about, oh my gosh, you know, what do we do? First thing you do is you don't watch the news 24 seven right now. You just don't do it because it sucks you in and it sucks you into a very dark place, but you be the, the, the kind of person that you want on this planet, right? You want equality. You want everybody to live a life of enjoyment and joy and prosperity. And, and, and it sounds like a fairy tale, but it can happen. But we have to be at that space. I will not go into a space of anger right now. And I've done it before. And I'm just, I'm trying to elevate so I can actually shift. So I personally can make move mountains if, if that makes sense to you. We're all figuring it out in our own way, in, an, in our own time. And what's interesting is when I had gone to both conferences that you had done, and I was really impressed with the range of people that were there coming at a topic in a different, unique way. And that, I feel like, is very indicative of how life is. Whether it's neuroscience, you had a guy who juggles plates, <laughs> I mean, he was amazing. And then you had a a neurosurgeon doctor who was playing the blues and talked about music and sex and chocolate. And you had a whole array of people. And I feel like the creative expression right now is so needed. And you never, ever know. This is what I know to be true as well. 
how you're going to impact somebody. If you say something, if you write something, if you post something, if you, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you create or put out in the world, you just don't know when and how it's going to touch or reach somebody because that is not, no longer yours. Whatever you've created is no longer yours. I've, I've come to understand that after having put the book out because there's just way too much. And I don't know who's reading it and who's affected and you know, I don't know when you've been alone and you thought, huh, well, Jana wrote about that in her book. You know, I don't, I don't know whose lives I'm, I'm intermingling with. I, I'm certain every person that picks up that book is going to relate to it on some level. There's absolutely no doubt because we've all been through aspects of it. Maybe not the exact same thing, but we've all been through aspects of it. And it's a nice community. It's like, oh man, I'm not in this alone. I think that's really important. Where's your community these days? Well, my community, that's family, you know, <laughs> we've been, mm-hmm. we've been um, in lockdown here all together and it's been, it's been magical, you know, to have children in their thirties and they live in LA, but they've been staying with us. We're in the desert. And so when would those, when would they ever want to stay with you? Like never, right? At that age. Right. That's been an incredible sense of community. Something that I have not shared with you that, that I will tell you that has been a, a community for me is I realized when I was young, when I was very young, I was always anxious. I was scared. I was scared to death spend the night at a friend's house. I was scared, you know, going to school. I was just scared. I found out with all this work that I'm doing, I seem to have an understanding of the human experience. That's something, and story. So story, humans are about story. And that's how you connect to people's through story. Right. And that was another thing that was important in activating happy story was so important. And I have a master's in folklore. So you know that story is important to me. Yes. I realized that I can read other people. All my life, I've been able, if somebody says something that comes out of their mouth, but I know that that's not true. I know that there are somebody says, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, but I'm reading something completely different. But when you're a child, you think you're crazy. You know, you think, and you get anxious because you're reading something is not the truth because an adult is telling you when now I know I have an ability to read I can read people well. In fact, I have friends that send me pictures of guys they're thinking of dating. And they ask me, what do you think? I I can read it. I just can do that. And it's, it's something we all actually have this ability. We all can do it. It's just my veil has come off. The dust has come off. And now I can understand where the anxiety came from. Because that's a, that's a terrible thing that you can see this but your people are telling you something different. It happened in relationships I had, I remember, and I go, wow, but I'm feeling something so different from what you're saying. So that's that's something that has opened right. me up. So now I have made this pact with myself, what you feel internally, and if I get those chills, that is the truth. And that is what I'm going with. That's what I'm sticking with. And it, oh my gosh, it's like having your best friend with you all the time. I mean, more than just like deciding on pillows or... Do you know, <laughs> lemonade or orange juice, which one today? But I think it's super important because we need to be able to yes. see each other and probably have capacities, call it gut instinct or, or consciousness or intuition. You know, there's so many names for it. But so what are you doing with it? There's a group of women. They're, they're really extraordinary women. And my a very dear friend of mine is a frequency worker. She can... She has an ability, like I've never met somebody like this who can go in and see where you're kind of off kilter and she can shift it. 
and I'm, and I'm more of the human, I'm more of a human down to earth kind of, she's more in another plane. She has no ego at all. None. I've never known a person like that. And so we've kind of been working together and I'm sort of the, I'm the person that kind of holds the hand a little bit. And then she holds their hand when she takes them into these other kind of clears pathways for this. Cause we carry a lot of junk with us. And if you think, if you think right. about it, when you're born, you're not just bringing in your mom and dad's genes, right? You're bringing your grandfather, your grandmother, your great, 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 great. And it goes down the line. So you're bringing in. A- it's a bonanza of junk. <laughs> it's a bonanza of DNA. And you really need, you really want to clear that. And, you know, I don't believe any of this stuff until I see it. But But now that I understand how the kind of the realms work, it's science to me. I It's pure science to me. And so um, I can easily float between kind of a consciousness here and a consciousness somewhere else. And, and it, 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 it makes for a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. I'm never alone. I always have, you know, something else going on. But um, we all have it. If this is nothing new, you know, you see intuitives that can tell you what's going to happen next week or, or and, and they know it. They know it. We all have these. Some. Some, some, most, a lot are, a lot are charlatan. I think I would call them full of shit. You're, you're being much and kinder. Of, and I'm, I'm trying to be kind, but I would say full of shit. And that's true with spiritual leaders. That's true with guru, you know, all of that. It's, that's true, true with a lot of leaders in the world. It is true with any, any profession, any people. We give them power and we give, and it's the same thing with, you know, I believe we are our own creator. Um, but we, we, a lot of us feel like you have to go to an outside source that tells you, you need to do something this way because that's the way it should be done. Well, wait a minute. I have my internal capability of knowing which way to go. I don't need an outsider to tell me that, but that's how movements get started. And that's how trippy weird things get started because you start following a guru or following somebody that, and, and if anybody tells you, you can only do this with me, that I'm the only one that can help you. You run so far in that other direction because that is a person that it's true with a therapist. You run so far away because that is not true because you can do this. You don't do not need them. We need to get out of that space where it's somebody else. You give that power to somebody else because we have it ourselves. I know it because I have, it has happened to me. And I, you know, people ask me all the time, what do you see? What do you think? What do you, and I'll, I tell them exactly what I, what I feel, but I go, but you have this capability yourself. So don't second, don't second guess yourself. The first thing that comes into your head, that's your answer. You're dating. You see all these red flags, right? Oh God, you know, that's weird. That's weird. Oh yeah. But he did that because no Look at the red flag. That's your answer. That's something telling you. You've got to to look at that and remove the dust from that and believe in yourself. Just absolutely believe in yourself. For people that are feeling scared and overwhelmed and are trying to figure out a new path and a lot of friends in the hospitality industry that are probably not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of upheaval, but for the very simple rudimentary trying to find their way, mm-hmm. what would you say could be the one thing that they could do simply? There are two things. One is 
turn off the television, get out of that very negative space Two, get outside, literally stare. People have seen me just staring. I have stared at a leaf. (laughs) Sounds so silly. The intricacies get out of that and be in that moment. You, you are going to shift because there's an electromagnetic field that's going to make you shift. I mean, there's no walk on the grass. Don't expect wildly huge changes. Go out and enjoy the little tiny moment, which is my mundane. And then you you get the little tiny moment. Then you get another little tiny moment and then another one. And that is how you build on it. And then start believing in yourself. And you've always thought, God, I want to I want to write, you know, that, that always comes into my head, start sitting down and doing it. And don't worry about what the words are like. Don't think about the teacher that once told you, you can't do this. Goodness. If you can start believing yourself, but the main thing is you align with you. You're not aligning with, with a protester. You're not aligning. You, you are aligning with you. That is the only thing that really, or person that really matters that is not selfish. That is what you're doing on your behalf of humanity to make this world a better place to live. I've always appreciated your blend of clarity and honesty and inquiry, because I think you are always willing to learn and explore and be a support for other people and just show up and say that because I'm sure people listen to my podcast or people read my book, but you actually take the time and take the five minutes to compose the message to send me, to let me know how it touched you and how you appreciate it. And to me, that's not about hearing about how great I am. What it says to me is how great you are (laughs) because people don't take the time to reach out and share and connect and and encourage and it's just such a small thing but has made such a difference in my own path of trying to figure out my self again in this midlife after the funky junk because I had my own closets to clean and I I think that's the way I would want more people to be if there's somebody out there who's done something nice for you tell them Mm -hmm. If, if there's something that they've written that you appreciate, tell them. If there's something that they've shared that touched you, let them know. Because this is what we have right now is the interaction and the connection and the support and the love that we can bring to each other because we need it. We're thirsty. We're ready. <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's what came into meditation. Be the love, be the answer. I, I just right. feel... But when I, when I listen to your podcast, and I think if everybody really, really stopped to listen, it, I grow from it. I expand. I mean, I literally expand from it. And I get all these ideas. And I think we can all do that for each other. And I've always been that person that wants to say, hey, that was really helpful. Thank you. That was really helpful. Um, we, I think it's important we hear that. The other thing I, I just wanted to say that I think expectation is is a pornographic word. I think expectation equals depression because we can never meet that expectation. And I would get that, get expectations out of your mind and out of your vocabulary, bring in allowance, bring in, you know, just just be open to possibility, 
be open to, you know, something makes you smile, sit in it for a few seconds, go, that was really freaking cool. Don't put this pressure on yourself because I can tell you right now from my own personal experience, you put that pressure on yourself, you are going to stunt that your growth and take expectation. Oh, I expected that she was going to text me. I expected that I was going to hear about that within five days. Get it out. Get it. I, I, I learned, actually, I learned that when I worked in Hollywood and I, they'd say, oh, you'll know tomorrow. And I, I know, well, that's going to be a month or two months or three months. So it's just, they're little, these are little things, Jana. They're little, but they're exponentially giant. And right. you can listen to this and go, oh, she's just full of shit, you know? And I get it. I totally understand if somebody were to say that. <laughs> I really get it. Try one or two of them. Just, you know, give it a shot. And you're going to, you are going to feel uplifted. I know that because I've traversed all of it. And I do understand the human experience. And the other thing I would say, your story is not, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I went through a lifetime of this or that or whatever happened. Yes, but you're still carrying that story of abuse or that story. I mean, it's, believe me, I'm compassionate about it. It's not that I, I shove it under a rug because I understand the human experience that way. But if you keep bringing that forward, you're still bringing that frequency of that event, that abuse. And why is it that people marry an alcoholic, divorce an alcoholic and marry another alcoholic? You're, you're a magnet. You are a magnet for whatever you want to bring in. You're a magnet for whatever you don't want to bring in also. So you might as well be a magnet for the good stuff. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your new adventures, your new projects. Yeah, yeah we have some fun, fun projects ahead for us. So I will say that when you did Activating Happy, I had a goal that I always wanted to be a speaker at that show. Yes. And I wanted to do it with my uh, hummingbird photos for hummingbird happiness. Well, you know how I feel about your hummingbirds. And now hummingbirds are, are kind of my, my soul animal, I suppose, because they, the hummingbirds here, they come to me and they see me every morning and they literally basically talk to me and they sit on my hand. The hummingbirds are magical. Do you know what they say about hummingbirds? And, I, you know, this could be mythology. This could be fact. But they say when a person dies, um, they're... Point, I think it's 0.23 grams um, lighter and a hummingbird is 0.23 grams in weight. And Interesting. So, so they say, you know, it's, it's, there's something in mythology, you know, it's very, they're, they're very, they're like people who have passed on come back to you, but you can believe whatever it is. They're just beautiful beings. So they are, yeah, they, so, they saved me. <laughs> uh, I hear you and, and me as well. They do the same for me. They're my companions, so. Yeah, they're yeah. they're amazing. Well, Sandy Serling, thank you for spending this afternoon with me. It was great to see your face. And when you come back to Portland, drinks on me. We are, we're doing our tequila. We're getting it yes. on for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'll hand you a book. I mean, geez, I'll hand you a book. I that will be it. a fun moment. Jana, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Identity Talk with Jana Lopez. I've had a fantastic time. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard, share it with someone you think is in need. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. For questions or comments, reach me at janalopez.com. And when you're having a moment of identity doubt, just remember that seeing is relieving. Thank you.